You want to give into every random temptation and set no boundaries with yourself. You also want to please everyone else in your life. Then your life is always going to be too much for you. This is honestly my one strength that really, really serves me. It's priorities with me and a hard pass to everything else. Again, this is helped by having clarity in life. The ability to say no comes from strength of purpose. Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. Life has many ways of testing a person's will, either by having nothing happen at all or by having everything happen all at once. This beautiful quote by Paolo Coelho captures the core struggle of life. When nothing happens, we are frustrated, disappointed, and even disillusioned. And when everything happens at once, we become drained, exhausted, and stressed out. And in both scenarios, our will gets tested in some very challenging, very emotionally provocative ways. But today we are focusing on what happens when everything happens at once, because that's fast becoming a way of life for a lot of us. We are constantly playing catch up with life and that, of course, leaves us feeling very overwhelmed. So overwhelmed that we forget to revel in life, we forget to appreciate the good that it offers and relish the challenges it throws our way. Hopefully, with what I'm sharing today, you'll be able to do things differently because I think I have found certain solutions that can help you not give in to the panic and the chaos that's always lurking in the back of our minds. We are going to talk about how we can better manage the panic that comes flooding in whenever we have far, far too much on our plate and don't know how it's all going to get done or maybe when life gets on top of us. There are emotional, physical, mental demands that we just don't have the bandwidth for and we end up getting overwhelmed, which usually results in either us completely checking out and drowning ourselves in greasy food and Netflix, or we try to keep going and going till we burn out. And some of us may have a complete emotional breakdown. We may cry and rant and take out our frustration on the people around us. Whichever path you choose, whenever you make that choice buried under life, it's always going to take you to some very unpleasant places. Which is why today's topic is so important. How to stop feeling overwhelmed all the time. And as I said, I do have a solution. I have figured out a way to manage things in a productive, helpful way, no matter the pressures involved. And I'm really, really hoping that what I'm sharing today will help you as well because It is a deeply, deeply unpleasant feeling when you are running on fumes because the many demands on your time, on your emotions, energy have completely drained your internal resources. It's an ugly feeling because apart from the very real issue of resolving whatever it is that you're facing, it also makes you feel a little bit like a failure. If I can't manage my own life, what am I good for? That sort of feeling. And when you look around yourself, everyone else seems to have their shit together. Have you ever noticed that always happens? Whenever we get overwhelmed, we also end up feeling very lonely because because everyone around us seems to have their shit figured out. We always end up feeling like we're the only one facing the situation and everyone else is just cruising through life. And that's obviously not true. 
And just in case you are someone who feels like that, let me correct that very, very incorrect idea. I think each and every single one of us, regardless of our wealth, the support system we may have, the position we may occupy, our age, uh, our gender, we all are constantly facing this challenge because life is unpredictable, which means that when you have one thing figured out, it comes up with a whole new kind of nonsense and dumps it in your lap. And sometimes the overwhelm we face, it's not even our own. It's brought into our life by other people. But it's all part of being human. And so face it, we must, regardless of where that overwhelm is coming from and how it's making us feel. And what we must remember, it's the same for everyone. Nobody is immune to this kind of pressure. Some of us, I guess, handle it better than others because it is a skill. That also means that if you are one of those people who don't handle it so well, then perhaps today is the day you change that. Keeping that in mind, let's talk about what are some things we can do to avoid feeling so overwhelmed all the time. And we'll begin this discussion with um, some reasons why you may be getting overwhelmed. Because I think understanding that can really help you navigate the situation better. And here's why. Some of us are overwhelmed because our plate really is so freaking full that Every day we are struggling to keep it together, to get stuff done and not miss any important deadlines or let anyone down. But in certain cases, overwhelm is not because you have a lot to do. It's because you really don't know how to manage things. Anytime you have a little more to do, you get confused and nervous and lapse into procrastination. Secondly, the overwhelm may also be caused by cognitive factors, which may mean that you have the usual stuff going on, but you are having a hard time focusing. Maybe you are prone to anxiety or you're getting easily confused, forgetful or just slow when you're under pressure. If that's the case, you may be suffering from cognitive fatigue and may simply be in need of some rest and recuperation. Or if it lingers for too long, the cognitive fatigue that is, you may need some professional help. I'll share my own example here. I'm someone with high anxiety. I also have a business to run, which means I always have a lot to do, uh, and that can get a little exhausting. But I manage things fine. I go to bed tired, but happy. But if I start skipping meals, or if I go more than two days without adequate sleep, then I start experiencing overwhelm. I experience back issues, nightmares, emotional outbursts. Uh, and if it's an especially stressful time, I even have panic attacks and hallucinations. But because I'm aware of this, Anytime I experience any of these issues, I assess the situation, I figure out what's going on with me, and I take the steps to bring myself back to a place of calm. This is why it's so important that you know why you are feeling overwhelmed. Apart from the two points that I've already shared with you, overwhelm can also be because you are in a certain phase of life where you just have a lot of important decisions to make. For example, a lot of people, when they leave college and join the adult world of employment, they get overwhelmed, which is very, very natural. And in those cases, you just have to treat yourself with some compassion, perhaps lean on your friends and family and get through that phase one step at a time. Then there may be times in our life when the emotional load gets really heavy, like when you go through a breakup or you experience a loss. Events like that, uh, they bring a lot of pain. But unfortunately, or fortunately, life keeps moving forward and we have to move forward with it. So things can really take a toll on us. We have no time to just step away from everything and just feel our feelings. Again, in such cases, we find some support, go easy on ourselves. And if possible, if it's an option, 
we do take time away from life. We do that favor to ourselves and regardless of how challenging and difficult it may be to do, we press pause on our own life. Once we feel like we are starting to recover from that emotional pain, we rejoin society. It's a luxury for sure and it's not one that everyone can afford. But if it's an option, take it and please don't feel guilty about it. You know, I really do believe in making every second of every day count. I believe in working really freaking hard, hustling, creating, innovating, ideating every day. Every day contributing positively to the world. I really believe that in our lifetime, we are meant to use our potential to do good in the world and create work that makes us proud. But life is also short and it's not supposed to be a struggle. There are times in our lives when we have to hunker down and get shit done. But once we are through those periods, life is supposed to have a degree of flow to it. We should have as much joy and laughter in our lives as we do challenges. Overwhelm, negative overwhelm, stress and pressure should really not be a constant part of our life. So if you do feel like the walls are closing in and if you can afford to do it, step away from it all and take some time off. Treat yourself with some compassion and love. And here's the thing, it can mean going on an easy, restful vacation or it can be just staying at home and playing with your pet. If you can't afford to check out of life, then every day at least spend a little time, a couple of hours maybe, doing something that makes you glad to be alive. It can be anything from yoga to cooking. I say all this to remind you that while your commitments are important, for sure, you also have to take care of yourself. You deserve to feel good, healthy, cared for. So if your overwhelm is because you demand too much of yourself, maybe something you can do is consciously remind yourself that you are a human being, which means you have limitations and you have to respect those limitations before you end up doing some serious damage. The burnout kind of damage, the making bad decisions in business and suffering a huge loss kind of damage. Feeling perpetually exhausted and lashing out at your spouse and pushing them away kind of damage. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you're feeling overwhelmed, you get to step away and take a breath without feeling guilty, without feeling like you're weak. This is something I struggle with and that's why I wanted to mention it. Treat yourself with understanding and respect, please. Push at your limits, absolutely do that. But realize when you've pushed all you can and have really, really reached the end of the road and need to refuel. Now, if your overwhelm is because life has become chaotic and there's too much going on emotionally, mentally, physically, then there are certain things you can do to help yourself. Let's talk about them. Point number one I want to make here is you need to learn to pause and prioritize. Pause and prioritize. Two words that I say to myself at least 10 times every day because it's the ticket, seriously. Whenever you feel the overwhelm settling in, consciously tell yourself to press pause, as in stop for a second, take a few calming breaths and then pick the priorities. So if you have a long ass to-do list, just focus on what absolutely has to get done and well then get it done forget about the rest once one priority task is over move on to the next one and keep moving through your day like that because here's the thing overwhelm happens because a we obsess too much over the future and b whenever there's too much going on we start catastrophizing a little bit look at how, how much i have to do it's never gonna get done etc etc 
So to keep yourself grounded in the present and to avoid obsessing over all that is yet to be done and the consequences of it not getting done, which let's face it, are never as bad as we make them out to be in our head. But to avoid all that, pause and prioritize. This is a good trick, not just for work-related stuff or for really long to-do lists, but also emotional overwhelm. Here's a scenario. If I'm hurting over something, maybe I've had a breakup or maybe I've lost a friend or whatever, but I have to go to work, which means I have to put on a brave face. And while I'm at work, my family is not going to stop calling. They'll still call me to commiserate or to, you know, let me know that, oh, we're here for you. What I'm going to do in that scenario is focus on getting through the next one hour. And that's it. To get through my day at work, I'll send all personal calls to voicemail because I can't afford to get emotional at work. And right now, my total focus is placed on getting through the workday without having a breakdown. So talking to family is not going to help with that. So I'm going to pause and prioritize. The pause part is me shifting my focus to the next one hour and that's it. And the prioritize bit is me sending the family calls to voicemail making them wait for later when I'm through my workday. Because as I said, the priority is getting through the workday without having an embarrassing breakdown. Let's consider another example. Maybe you've had a breakup. You've lost a partner you thought you were going to be spending the rest of your life with, that you were going to build a family with, and now all that's gone. You feel the biological clock ticking. Or if you're a guy, maybe you really wanted to have kids by a certain age. And maybe now that you've lost that partner, you're not sure that you're going to be able to do things according to that original plan and to that original timeline. So now the anxiety is really setting in. You're really scared that you've lost your shot at the future you really wanted. Now what's happening is you are dealing with a very potent cocktail of emotions. The anxiety and fear over the future, the pain of the breakup, maybe a sense of betrayal even, the stress and pressure to get out there and find another partner that not only makes you happy, but that you can have a family with, which let's face it, is a tall order. So now if you're dealing with all that, here's what you do. Press pause and focus only on processing the breakup. Take your time with it because it's the priority. Not only because the pain is so present and active, but also because... Number one, if you're not out of that emotional fog, you won't be able to hold a conversation, let alone go on an actual date with another person. Number two, the breakup happened for a reason. And if you don't want to repeat the experience, make sure you've taken and absorbed all the lessons that this breakup offers before you even think about moving on. So pause and prioritize, my friend. This is a very effective strategy to avoid getting overwhelmed. And it works no matter whatever kind of overwhelm you're facing. Pause and prioritize. Strategy number two, have clarity in life. Okay, pause and prioritize is a fairly easy basic strategy. But I believe clarity in life can also really help you not get overwhelmed all the time. Clarity in day-to-day -day life means I know what to prioritize. If I have 15 tasks on my to-do list, I know that doing task number three is essential for the growth of my business. I am clear and certain about that, which means if I'm starting to get overwhelmed, I remind myself, Prati, pause, breathe and prioritize. And task number three is it. In life, clarity means I know what I want and I know how to get it. The what and the how of it all. So a clear plan of action means I know what needs to get done at all times. And if I break it down into several smaller tasks, I know how to go about doing all that big stuff. Again, no overwhelm. 
it also means that I'm more decisive. I move faster through life. And going back to that breakup example that I shared, that example can really help you understand this point. A breakup will hurt no matter what. But if I clearly know what I want out of a relationship and from my life, and if the person I'm with is unable to give me those things or be a part of that journey, then I know I have to move on. So making the decision to walk away, it becomes somewhat easier. And processing the pain that follows is also made easier due to the fact that I know that this is me moving in the right direction and it has to be done. So get really, really clear about the bigger goals in life and then get clear about how those goals will be achieved and then further break things down into small tasks and smaller decisions and choices. This is also a good way to stay motivated something that a lot of us struggle with. So if you are someone who's always looking outside of yourself for motivation, this is something that can help. So if you have broken things down into smaller tasks, it means you you achieve more, you get more done and you're able to track that progress. And if you are prioritizing, seeing your priorities get done, seeing the more important stuff get done early on in the journey, whether it's a 24-hour journey or a week-long journey or a year-long journey, seeing the priorities get done, it puts you at ease. It makes it easier for you to stay motivated and keep your energy clean while you are at it. Through clarity, make sure that you are picking the right tasks and you are breaking those tasks down into easy chunks so that you never get overwhelmed. Strategy number three, boundaries. Boundaries with self and others. It's okay to say no. It's been said so many times and yet it, for some reason, doesn't sink in. Let's face it, so much of the overwhelm that we experience in life is because of pointless nonsense bullshit caring about shit that doesn't even matter at so many points in our life that is why we get overwhelmed so i'm gonna dish out some tough love here and tell you that if you're feeling overwhelmed you're gonna do what we discussed in the beginning assess where all the overwhelm is coming from and if you realize that it is in fact because of pointless stuff you are going to let it go that's it No fancy advice, no little tips and tricks. Just let that shit go. Caring about the opinion of someone you don't love or respect. Bullshit. Let it go. Doing things that don't help you grow, but, well, everyone else is doing it, so I might as well do it. Very, very silly. Let it go. I have to stop enjoying myself. Take a selfie and put it on Instagram, or it would be like it never happened. That is very idiotic. Stop doing that. Set boundaries with yourself. Learn to say no to yourself when you create stress in your life for things that really don't matter. And honestly, very little does. Of all the many, many things we do in life, very little of it actually helps us grow and actually makes us happy. So again, get clear on that. And then if something doesn't add value to your life, just don't do it. Also, if you're going through a tough time in your life, professionally, emotionally, health-wise, If you just have a lot on your plate, it's okay to just do the priorities. That is one way of setting boundaries with yourself. It's also okay to say no to others. I say no to a lot of people when they ask me out for lunch or shopping because I'm building a business and it's really demanding work. So no, I don't have time to do lunches. I go to bed at nine every day and I don't care if you're a guest in my house. It is important for my health that I get adequate sleep. So I'll do what is best for me. In perhaps a year, when things ease up a little, I'll be able to say yes to the lunches. I'll make an exception and stay up late to hang out with friends and family. But if right now it's not the best idea for me, 
I'm going to pass. I'm going to say a hard, non-negotiable no. And here's a really cool quote by Robert Yu. Sometimes you just need to be selfish and take care of you. If they love you, they'll understand. I know I've said a lot on the point of boundaries, but I do not mean to sound preachy. And believe me, I do know that it's not an easy thing to do, saying no to yourself or to the people you care about. But it has to be done. Because otherwise, I am telling you right now, you will never not be overwhelmed in life. You want to give in to every random temptation and set no boundaries with yourself? You also want to please everyone else in your life? Well, then your life is always going to be too much for you. So please take my advice and start saying no whenever it's in your best interest. This is honestly my one strength that really, really serves me. It's priorities with me and a hard pass to everything else. Again, this is helped by having clarity in life. The ability to say no comes from strength of purpose. What do I want out of my life? What are my goals? And out of all these goals, which ones matter the most to me? So have clear goals and objectives, have a clear plan of action to pursue those goals and have a clear idea of priorities. And if anything else gets in the way of your progress, say a very firm, hard no to it. The next point I want to make is about considering the opportunity cost. The loss of other alternatives when one alternative is chosen, that's opportunity cost, according to the dictionary. In this context here, it means what do you give up to spend more time on one particular task? So if I invest more time in writing a blog post, I can't spend that time on creating Instagram posts. But if blog post means more traffic and potentially more profit to my business, then I'm making the right decision. So estimate the opportunity cost and accordingly make the decisions. And this is something that you can do not just in business, but in your personal life as well. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but overwhelm can create a sort of decision paralysis. It can make it hard for you to do the very first thing we discussed, which is pause and prioritize. So a simple trick to resolve that issue is to consider the opportunity cost. So if perfecting that social media post means nothing, but sending out a well-written newsletter can help re-engage customers, which may translate to paying clients, then you're better off investing time into creating the newsletter and not further perfecting that IG post. Also, some of us can really get caught up in the perfection trap. And we can find ourselves spending too much time on one task, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. So understanding this concept of opportunity cost can really help you not do that. Because when you realize that spending more time on the same project translates to no extra profit, but does cost you in terms of time and energy that can be better spent in something else with more benefits, then you can tell yourself when you find yourself walking into that perfectionism trap, you can tell yourself that the work done is good enough. And now I have got to move on. This has nothing further to offer. So let's find something else to focus on. Let's pick the next priority. This is something the whole opportunity cost concept was really brought home to me when I started running a business. I obviously intellectually, I knew the concept, but I never quite understood the importance of it. But as I started running my business, I was perpetually exhausted because I was all things to my business. I was a marketing person. I was a social media manager. I was a writer. I was the speaker. I was all of it. I was also doing my own website and whatnot. So it was so, so tiring. And the, the worst part was that I didn't know which, one, which part of my business was the most important. Like I couldn't pick priorities at the time because I didn't know which part of the business was going to pay off the most because I was so new to it. The business was in itself so new at the time. So it was something I had to very quickly pick up on. 
what offers the most benefit what can i give up to focus more on that one thing that does give benefits to keep moving in the right direction to make the most of my time and energy and what you have to remember in scenarios like that is that everything can have a number attached to it in business each task carries a certain value in terms of the income it can help you generate which makes prioritizing tasks easier but in personal life also i will say this that you can assign a value to each task and from that value decide on the opportunity cost for example choosing to call up a friend may mean i get less time to nap right now i'm so drained that getting on the phone will simply use up more of my already depleted energy in this scenario perhaps choosing the phone call over the nap will cost me my health and probably my productivity for the next day also so the nap wins but if my friendship is super duper important and if my friend is having a really bad time in her life then maybe being there for that friend is worth the loss of that productivity now moving on to the next point create a lifestyle that supports the demands on your time if you feel overwhelmed all the time it cannot just be the demands on your time it also has to be related to how you are running your life how you are managing your time where you are investing your energy and emotions So I have previously shared that I battled with depression and anxiety, uh, and the anxiety obviously it continues to be a constant part of my life. But what you don't know is that as part of my recovery, I was advised to build a routine with fixed time for sleep, food, exercise, play, and work. I was to add in rituals that brought me peace. So I chose prayer, meditation, and journaling, and I chose to do them in the morning. At four a.m. every day, I would get out of bed and start my morning. The first two hours were just me taking long slow walks with no music followed by yoga meditation and journaling and i kid you not it took 2 weeks for the routine to take effect i think the silence of the morning it's really started to permeate my soul it brought me comfort it also brought me pleasure it felt like i was connected to the divine because of how i was spending my mornings my thoughts were no longer as chaotic or as disturbed by my anxiety and i cannot express to you in words just how deep in depression i was at the time just how extremely dark my thoughts were but the calm of the morning it grounded me and helped me keep my energy very clean and very pleasant which was so unfamiliar to me like my energy had never been had not been that clean in a very long long time so it felt very very unfamiliar but in a good way and as i continue to follow the routine for the rest of the day I was able to avoid decision fatigue and chaos thanks to the methodical progression and structure of the routine which means the calm that I established in the morning it carried on to the rest of my day and it amplified over time it it sort of became a part of me again which was a huge deal considering I had been in depression not too long ago so over the last few years the routine has continue to be a part of my life with certain adjustments of course based on whatever demands i have on my life because only by having a routine can i actually do the things that i'm doing every day professionally i have a business to run which means there's always way too much going on as i shared with you i also have a family that i want to hang out with i also want to take care of my body i also want to keep my mental emotional space very 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 clean and uncorrupted which means i i want to pray i want to meditate i want to do yoga i want to go out in nature and the only way i can do all of that is if i have a proper system and a structure to support all of these needs 
and i don't mean to sound too preachy because i do understand believe me that people have different kinds of demands on their time people have some very different unique situations i am privileged enough to be able to really command my time and to order things how i see fit but you may have the kind of life the kind of responsibilities that don't afford you that luxury but at the same time what's the alternative that you continue to do things as you are doing you continue to stay overwhelmed you keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself till what till you reach a breaking point till you do break down till you burn out well that's not going to help anyone and that's actually going to make things way worse for you there's going to be a hell of a recovery then there's going to be time spent getting over the kind of fear that comes with having gone through an experience like that then again you will have to to aid that recovery you're going to have to reorder things in your life to reprioritize them and to create a routine so why not do that now it doesn't have to look like my routine or anybody else's routine you create the kind of routine that supports you and again i will reiterate the point i previously made it is okay to only do the priorities keep your morning's toxicity and fatigue free which means not checking your phone and social media as soon as you wake up launch into a routine as soon as you wake up because if you move from one task to another without giving it much thought without having to give it much thought you'll get more done there will be less decision fatigue and you may even be able to reach a state of flow which will be great for your productivity you know there are a lot of self care and self love narratives out there and perhaps they all have something to offer i do not dismiss them but in my experience structure and systems are the true purveyors of self care now the next point is for you to establish supportive beliefs sometimes the overwhelm we experience is because of the assumptions and beliefs we hold missing a deadline is not a life and death situation but that's exactly how we behave sometimes we talked about learning to say no to people we don't do that because of things we assume and believe like they won't understand why i'm saying no i won't have any friends left maybe it's true but maybe it's really not maybe you just need to talk to your friends and explain to them why you are saying no and once you do that not only will they understand maybe they'll arrange things in a way that works with your schedule or they'll come hang out with you when you are taking a break then there's the assumption that if something doesn't get done you'll suffer a setback and never recover from it listen to those words if i suffer a setback i will never recover from it that is a massive massive exaggeration it's assumptions like that that keep you feeling overwhelmed almost constantly because these assumptions and beliefs they create the kind of stress and pressure that honestly no human being can or should have to deal with if they are operating in your life start dragging them out in the open question them and then reframe them to be more positive and supportive the last suggestion i have for you is that you pick or design something a method a strategy that works for you this is something we discussed in the fifth point about creating a routine a system and a structure that works for you so you got to do what works best for you check in with your energy and emotions as you do it these seven strategies that i've shared here and especially the first five they have been life savers for me but that doesn't mean that they'll work just as effectively for you you and i are two different people so you have to come up with something that's perfect for you it's what i did start with these tips see what works and what doesn't if something does work develop it further to be more supportive if something doesn't work pivot do it differently or do something completely different right 
now before i sign off i want to remind you of something very important here something that we all keep forgetting life really really should not be a struggle i don't know who came up with this idea that we need to be working our asses off for our life to really matter or alternatively that we need to be sucking the marrow out of life for us to have really made the most of our days we don't we don't need to fill our days with work or fun we don't have to do anything yes we should make the most of the potential we have we should contribute positively to the world absolutely we should do that but how we go about it that's up to us you choose the roles you play you choose how you play those roles and you choose how much of yourself you give to the world only thing important here according to me is that you make your contribution positive and helpful and you won't be able to do that if your own emotional and mental space are overwhelmed and stressed out so please take better care of yourself well what do you know we've reached the end of this episode thank you so much for joining me today for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me if you enjoyed this episode consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit or maybe you just like hanging out with me or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know so if you've got a minute it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so so much for sharing your time with me. Take care and I will be back soon with the next episode. Thank you.